Welcome back to this episode of the Dreamer's Manual podcast. Today, as you can see from the title, is a really special episode for me and for the team. We are opening the doors and giving you guys a behind the scenes peek of who's on the team, how they got there, what they do, and just the amazing dynamic that we have and the people that they are. So today I'll get to introduce you to Ellen. Ellen is a virtual support professional who helps small businesses develop systems for their online operations. She loves to improve the back end of her clients' businesses by documenting processes, training team members, and tracking their tasks and projects. Because of her interest in sustainability and eco-consciousness, Ellen began her career in the Air Quality Control Division of the Texas Commission on Environmental Quality. There, in addition to her detailed quality assurance work, she quickly became a leader in documenting many processes, managing projects, and managing teams. After her son was born, she started Ellen Ray's Virtual Services in order to have the freedom and flexibility to invest her time in her family, her community, and her own well-being. Having just moved out of the heat of suburban central Texas to a milder climate and more rural area of Missouri, you will now find Ellen and her family figuring out how to become the outdoorsy people they often wished to be but were too sweaty to try before. You'll also get to meet Kim. Kim is a wife, mother, and online entrepreneur who has a passion for helping mompreneurs succeed. In her daily life, she's a wife to her husband, Josh, and a mother to two amazing children. She recently resigned from her position as a special education teacher and teacher of the deaf and hard of hearing in order to homeschool her daughter and pursue her business full-time. Kim is addicted to coffee, hot tea, and Gilmore Girls. You can normally find her on the floor under a mound of children's toys or in special occasions aimlessly wandering the aisles of Target with coffee in hand. In her professional life, she loves not only to teach, but to help others. Her passion is helping mompreneurs optimize their social media and Pinterest content in order to grow their audience, drive traffic to their website, and generate sales. And finally, you'll get to meet Michelle. Michelle likes to say that she was put on earth to write and love people. She's a former elementary school teacher and launched a content writing side hustle in 2019 that became a full-fledged copywriting and content marketing business called Collaborative Content Solutions. Michelle writes and edits content and performs email, website, and launch-based copywriting for both online and brick-and-mortar businesses that are about empowering people and strengthening communities. One of her favorite services is ghostwriting. She offers it on every level and price point from simple blog and articles to ebooks and nonfiction print books for her clients. She also offers DIY templates and VIP days for organizations looking to integrate copywriting into their business without the long-term commitment. Now, I have a feeling this is going to be a really special episode, not just for us, but also to share with you guys. I can't wait to hear what you think. Now on to the show. I'm so excited to be hanging out with my favorite people today. Welcome, you guys. Hey, so excited to be here. I think we have spent the first 10 minutes of our call catching up, but then also figuring out how the flow of this episode is going to go. So you, the audience, will be just as surprised as us, the team. (laughs) True. (laughs) And we talked about this before, but this is real life. We work from home to be able to hang out with our families, have our office dogs, cats, snakes. So if you hear background noise, 
that's just, that's real life. And so just pretend like you're talking to your girlfriends on the phone and and that's what it's going to be. Yes. (laughs) So should we go around first and say like who everybody is and then what they do on the team? And then we'll talk a little bit more in depth to everybody and, and then we'll see what, and we'll have a party at the end. Sounds good. Yes. So Ellen, you've been with us the longest. Tell us who you are. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, I'm Ellen Reyes. I have been working with Julie for like two and a half years. I just realized when I said that out loud. Um, Can't get rid of so me. <laughs> that's super cool. But yeah, I used to live in Texas and then I just recently moved to Missouri. So now I'm in Missouri and I have a three-year-old toddler and a husband and I've got a baby on the way due in December. So life is about to get crazy. <laughs> it really um, is. We're so excited for you. Yeah. And I've been, I, I think I've been in business for just only a few months longer. Julie was one of my first clients. So yeah, it feels like a million years ago <laughs> and yesterday. Yeah, it was. And it looked very different then <laughs> <laughs> as things do, right? Things in the online space move like it's dog years. It just moves so fast and things change and grow so quickly. Yes, for sure. Happy to be here and so excited to be part of the Julie Calco team still. Woohoo. And then we brought on our Southern Firecracker, who is like my book twin. So, yes. How much time do we spend talking about books versus when we're supposed to be talking about work? Um, we probably talk about books <laughs> like three or four times as much. <laughs> and then like, I will read something that you suggest. And then I'm mentally flogging you because I'm like, why did I do this? This is like taking me into an emotional spiral, but it's so good. <laughs> like all the things. And then I'll suggest books to you and you're like, I didn't leave my couch all weekend because I read this whole trilogy. Thanks, Kim. <laughs> I'm like, my bad. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's part so. of the fun of recommending books to people is that you get to, if you're, you are connected, you get to talk about like what, what's happening next. And then, it, you know, mm-hmm. for the person who's already read the book, you're kind of chuckling because you know, it's coming. It's, there's a whole like yes. another joy of introducing someone to something that you love. Yes, there is. And then I'm the person that's always trying to like get the details out of you. And you're like, I'm not telling you no matter what. <laughs> so I'll just have to suffer through it. But it's but always... you tell me not to tell you. So. I know. I, have, I like, I have a forewarning. And then in the midst of them, I'm like, Julie, does this person die? Julie, what happens to this person? Do they get together at the end? And Julie's like, nope, not saying a word. <laughs> you told me not to tell you. So how yes. long have you been the Julie Calco team? And what do you do in your business? Well, I taught for 10 years and then uh, um, my journey led to homeschooling my daughter, um, Allie, who's amazing. She has special needs and it was just best for her that we homeschool her. So my last year of teaching, I started my business and I was doing my business full time and teaching full time. And I was super tired, <laughs> like all the time. And um, I started as a VA. So I got my first client in June of 2020 and then I joined Julie Calco's team in July of 2020. So I've been here a little every year and I'm a VA on your team. I just do all the things (laughs) like 
all the things. All the things. (laughs) (laughs) And then I just recently niched down to Pinterest and social media management for TPTers and mompreneurs because that's like my jam and my heart is education and moms. So uh, that's who I love to serve. I have two VA clients that I probably will never let go of, (laughs) which includes you. And so I just absolutely love being on this team and working with y'all. Y'all are just incredible. And so I'm just very grateful. Oh, we have loved having you. It's been so much fun. (laughs) Yes. So, and then we brought on another Southern Belle. So we snagged up. Ellen was the one who found Michelle and she was like, yep, it's it. She's the one. And we haven't looked back. So Michelle, hi. Hi. And I have to say, I love being the background, like outside of the conversation, outside of the spotlight. So I am doing this for you, Julie, and only you. And I love you. And this is the proof because... (laughs) This is outside of my comfort zone, but we have to do things that scare us to, to grow. So here's, here's some growth for you. hundred percent. I think um, I, we were talking about my first two podcast episodes. I was like out of body experience. I have no idea what I said. I got done and I was like, well, I hope that was good. Cause I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Public speaking in general is like that. I just say that I black out and then, you know, come back to come back to after and go, okay, did I do it? <laughs> Are we good? So my story is very similar to Kim's. I was a teacher for 14 years. I have a special needs child at home. I realized I was feeling like I couldn't balance my time between teaching all these children that I loved and having enough time for my child at home. And I back up. I never even told you all what I do, but I am a writer. So I was doing a little bit of freelance writing while I was teaching. And I had the conversation with my husband in December of 2019 that I wanted to take it full time. So over Christmas break, I had that come to Jesus moment of like, okay, I can be, I can come back to teaching, but my little boy is a little one time. So he is my why. What can I do that gives me joy and that is productive where I can also give him what he needs? And so it came down to writing and my husband was really supportive about it. And so starting in early 2020, I, you know, started, I put in my resignation for the end of the school year. Little did we know a little thing called COVID was coming. So that changed everything. And then I started working with you, I believe in March or February or March of this year, 2021. Sounds right. Um, With podcasts, because I am obsessed with podcasts as a listener, and I really wanted to try and see what I could do, how I could serve people in that space as a writer. And so we started with podcast pitching, and then that kind of led to a few other things within your business, helping you out with some website email things, course things. And now I get to do the show notes for this awesome podcast, which I'm so excited about. I can't wait to hear all of these once they come out all at once. I'm a huge fan. So I will be rating and subscribing. (laughs) (laughs) How do you feel about having to listen back to this episode where you're on it? Um, (laughs) I will probably 
procrastinate on it or I'll fast forward through my parts. <laughs> and when I'm pulling out all the important quotes, they'll be, you know, Kim and Ellen because they're amazing. <laughs> you know what? They better. Now that you've said that, now we're going to have to make they sure that you it. have a quote. <laughs> <laughs> you better bring it ladies. All right. So Ellen, should we talk about what it was like to start out working with somebody who you were my first hire? You I think came onto the team before I was even a certified OBM. And so the business was changing and transitioning a lot and there wasn't a lot of clarity. I didn't have the hiring skills I have now. (laughs) So we met while I was in the process of hiring for another entrepreneur and we really clicked and started working together. Yeah. I, I started much the same way. I started out as a VA and I didn't really it was fine that you were in a state of transition and not knowing what you wanted because I didn't know what I wanted to do either. So I was very much in the beginning stages. I had started my business, like bought, you know, a course in 2019 in January of 2019, and then came onto your team in May. And so I was still really feeling it out and learning about the online business space in general, because I had had no idea that it had ever existed. I was very much in just like a regular like office type setting before that. So, so it was fine because you were so willing to just feel things out and see what feels good to you, what feels good to me. And it was just, since we knew we clicked personality wise, it was, it was very low pressure. (laughs) So that was really nice. And so, yeah, at the beginning I was helping you out like proofreading some blogs and stuff you helped produce. And <laughs> we got me, we got me on Pinterest first working for actually you. And, and I tried designing some pins and those were awful. They were <laughs> terrible. <laughs> we found out very quickly that design was not my thing. <laughs> so, but then working with the system, working with Tailwind was something I enjoyed doing. And so you know, it was fine. It worked out really well. I, you know, tried some things, found out I didn't like that, tried other things, found out I liked that. And, and it really helped me kind of find my way in the beginning. And ironically, I kind of found my way into like a sort of similar area that you work in. Yeah, <laughs> I really found out, you know, you started taking the, the OBM certification. And, and so then I started learning about that. And that was really fascinating. And, and though I haven't taken it yet, I'm not sure I will. I found that I really liked operations and like when you started helping your clients with SOPs and I was helping you with those, I loved that. Yeah, (laughs) Um, It was something I had tried to find out a way that I could do before I'd looked into technical writing and stuff, but everything in that was super, it was all super technical, like software kind of stuff and like coding. I'm like, I don't know how to do any of that, but I can write instructions really well. And look at that. There's this beautiful thing that like everybody needs (laughs) a spot for me. And so, so yeah, it was, it was actually really great. And we got to dip my toe into a lot of different parts of the online business world. Um, Yeah. And I think we, not only did we share mutual interests and mutual things that we loved about work, but I like to think that we were both really gracious with each other because certainly you were really gracious with me. When I was developing my structures, when I was figuring out the different roles in the team, because I think sometimes you hire and you start to outsource and you 
you really hone in on what makes the most sense to outsource and what makes the most sense for that team member. Because while I think anybody on the team would be willing to take on certain things, I think we always paid really close attention to where you really enjoyed showing up and that zone of genius, because I didn't want to say, well, you know, just keep doing graphics then like that wouldn't have worked for you. It wouldn't have worked for the business. And, and so it felt really good to learn and grow together. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. And, and I think in another way, it was a blessing for me to be able to see that transition and realize it's going to be messy. It's not going to be all perfectly like lined out in a path. And that was, that was a really important lesson for me in particular, because I really want that lined out path with all the steps uh, in between. And so it was my, you know, whenever it got that way for me, and it's been like that a lot, (laughs) I, I didn't stress about it because I knew it was normal. And I also think I see people, especially starting out in business asking about, well, I want to transition but I need to find clients who will work within my schedule. And you worked your full-time job for at least the first year, if not year and a half that we were together. And so the time difference worked for us because we were four hours different. We still are, Mm -hmm. but I was willing to show up and have meetings in the evening. If that meant you, you know, could put your son to bed and then pop onto a meeting if I have a value of freedom and showing up for your family and your business, I wanted it to look like that for everybody on the team and not just me. And so I'd also share that there are always perfect clients and team member fits. It just, you might not have found them yet, but there are people who are willing to work around your schedule on both sides and, and really make a great working relationship happen. Yeah, for sure. And, um, the listeners can't see us, but we are like all like nodding our heads in the background. Like that has been a, a value that Julia has held on to for the higher, the entire team and, and the, the entirety of how she's been working um, with us. And, you know, we've transitioned too. like, you know, you and I would have a meeting on a Saturday or like, I also remember like on my lunch break, I'd sit in my car and we'd be on the phone like mm. talking. And, you know, then when we hired Kim, you know, a little bit later, she was still working at that time. And so then we transitioned our meetings back to like other times and it was just all really flexible and it was, it was great. Um, and then when Kim left her job, then we kind of moved back to like during the week and we just go with the flow. But yeah, I did. I did my business for a year and a half while working full-time in commuting, but I think it was, it was only about a year since we had started a little bit later um, on the, on the team. But yeah. And I did, I pulled the same move Michelle did is I quit my job in March of 2020, right before the pandemic hit, as I like to tell everybody. I uh, I put in you know my notice and I filled out the little survey at the end, like, oh, why are you leaving? I was like, well, because I don't have any options to work from home. You won't allow it. It's against the policy. And then two weeks later, all of my coworkers were working from home and it drove <laughs> me a little bit nuts. <laughs> but it's okay because I still like what I'm doing better now. Um, it's still a better situation and, and more fun too. <laughs> and can you share how people work with you now? I know you teased us a little bit about doing working in a similar area. So if somebody wanted to reach out and retain you, what would those services look like now? Yeah. So now I'm, I really am focusing on the SOP bit. Like that is just what I want to do is really help businesses document all of their process and kind of get them in a clear, efficient order 
So whenever you're just kind of like your business might be like growing really fast and before you just kind of did things as they needed to get done. But now when you're adding more team members, they need to know how to do things (laughs) and you need to, you know, maybe have things done on a certain day or by a certain day of the month. And so by writing it down in a set of instructions, you can have that document for, for training new team members, for, you know, seeing your whole overall business process and how it all works together. And I should say an SOP is a standard operating procedure for people who don't know the lingo, (laughs) but it's just, it's just how you run your business is what it is. And that's what I, that's what I want to focus on. So that's what, what I offer to other business owners now. And it's such a valuable service. Really, it's peace of mind. It's helping out team members because people want to show up for you and do what you want them to do. They want to do a great job. They want to do it in the way that you want it done. And those types of documents and videos and trainings really are the foundation for that in a business. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just, I'm doing what I would want done for myself. (laughs) So you know, because that, that is how I felt. And, and we have, it seems like we have hired people often that are newer to the online business world, maybe. Mm -hmm. And you're right. They're eager. They like, they want this, they want to do a good job and the best way that you can equip them to feel confident and to do that good job and is to have everything they need set up for them. And that it just creates a very confident team culture. Absolutely. And I would say, especially if you have a style where I like to hire a lot for personality and aptitude and less for the the solid skills that they have when somebody's coming on, because I, whether it was when I worked in brick and mortar or now you spend a lot of time with the people you work with in communication, in meetings. And if you're not you know, it's the Enneagram seven maybe coming out, but I also think just in general, people need to really enjoy what they do in all aspects. And so I would much rather hire somebody with the right attitude. That's a great fit for the team. That's really interested in learning and then provide them with some, you know, straightforward documents to be able to say, and here's how you do the thing. Then bring in somebody who's a specific expert for each thing, at least at this point in the business. Yeah. And again, so many people coming to the online business space, even if they're new to the online business space, they're not new to the working world. They're not new to soft skills and things like that. My background, I didn't mention, I'm, I'm not a teacher unlike the other on our team. Um, I, I worked in the environmental industry. I, that was just kind of a passion of mine being eco-friendly, sustainability, all that kind of stuff. And I ended up working for the air quality division in the in Texas, when I was in Texas um, at that state agency. And so what I learned, even though, I mean, I am doing, I have nothing to do with air quality now, not a thing. I don't need to know about any of the stuff I did before, but what I learned there was about project management and about how to write these guidance documents for other people, you know, when they were coming in, I realized like, you know, this isn't really clear. So I learned how to do that at that job. When you hire people and they, like, they know how to do other things and they bring that experience and knowledge in, um, into a new setting. Definitely. And I think especially early on, we complimented each other, but you had a set of skills that I didn't have. And so it's been a great compliment to my set of skills to have someone who, cause sometimes I create something and I just 
like I've created it. I want it out in the world. And so I, I've also been looking at it for usually days, hours, you know, weeks at a time. And so to have somebody come in with fresh eyes and still you're able to look at things and say, (laughs) you can come in and edit and, and proofread. And so that's a skill that immediately and always (laughs) we put to good use. (laughs) And I wonder if you would also should we bust me out a little bit and just say, in case someone had this point of view that because I am an online business manager and I work that way for other clients, that in my own business, everything is perfectly organized. It's perfectly lined out. It looks like my clients' businesses. <laughs> in <a lot> of <laughs> cases. Can you tell people what sometimes you tell me that I am the visionary in my own business. And so the amount of sometimes chaos and wrenches I can throw into plans with, you know, lots of ideas that I want to do all at once is it's okay. (laughs) It is, it is. And it was really funny because it was something that I kind of realized like later on, because, you know, we talked about, you were going through the OBM certification soon after we started working together you know, and that's usually very much like the kind of people in that space are very just like linear thinking and, you know, that kind of stuff. But I I did realize later once you started talking about doing other things and it was, it took me a couple steps to catch up, to follow sometimes like, okay, so, so what are you, (laughs) what are we doing now? Um, (laughs) And I, I, I said, and like you said, I mean, I just said it to you one day. I was like, you know what, even though you are like, you know, you fill this operations role really well and really uniquely as an OBM in your own business, like you're the role of visionary, you're the CEO, you aren't the OBM for your business. And it is, you know, our ClickUp has changed drastically a number of times <laughs> and it's, I don't know, it's okay. It's all good. And it's, It's definitely a lot of what we're going to talk about in season two in how to really make plans in the online space as things move and progress so fast, what those pivots and those changes can look like in the messy middle. Like there's a lot of conversation about that coming up because it's definitely, I've really evolved and pivoted and still in the process of that this year, you know, definitely the podcast being a part of that. And it's real life. You know, it's, it's not always, you don't always know what's going to take you from A to Z. Like, you know, your goal maybe, but the, the way that you get there for me has looked a lot different than I've expected. Yeah. So as your role with the team grew and evolved, we definitely noticed that we needed some support because as you were working on more SOPs, as you were working on more system stuff, we needed to bring in somebody to support those processes and hand those off. And so that's where Kim came in. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I was actually interviewing for one of Julie's clients and on the interview questionnaire, there was a question about who your favorite author was. And for this client, like based on her social media website, like we kind of knew what her favorite author was, but I was like, you know, I'm not going for the obvious. Like I'm just going to be authentic and tell her what my favorite, one of my favorite authors 
was at the time and still is, but this could either go really well or really poorly. <laughs> so for it, and then all of a sudden, a couple of weeks later, Julie sends me an email and goes, um, can you please be on my team? <laughs> and I'm like, heck yes. Yes, I have the availability. I will clear up my whole schedule. And I have never looked back since. It's been the most wonderful time and experience. I feel like I've gained like three really good friends. It's definitely this team is a safe place for me to ask my questions, voice my concerns. When I have been at the lowest in my business, you know, it was around November, December, and I got really sick. And to this day, I'm not sure the COVID test said negative, but I'm not sure if I didn't have COVID. And that whole time I have never been met with so much grace because I was so scared that I was going to, you know, have to quit my business for a while because I just was so ill for a couple of weeks there. I couldn't keep up with anything at the moment. And I was met with such grace. And that's been the story and the journey of this team all along is Julie has been so gracious with the fact if I say, I'm really, this is really not my jam. Can I hand this off to somebody else? She goes, absolutely. You know, and then she also, her and Ellen have also given me the grace to just try everything and just see what I like. They've been so encouraging in finding my niche and finding what I'm passionate about in my business. So yeah, it all started with books <laughs> and we're here a year and a couple months later. Yeah. And I really felt fortunate. I think hiring for clients is always such a personal thing because each client comes with their own set of values and personality. And so after we went through that hiring process for the client and they found the perfect person for their team, it really, it was like, I couldn't stop thinking about how well we clicked, how I just, you know, you just have sometimes a feeling that I feel like this is really going to work. And knowing that working in this space, especially with me newer, the conversation is always going to be, at least on this team, touching base and saying, what are you loving? What are you hating? What do you want to learn? And making sure that you have the space to figure your, figure that out for yourself. Because also, just for if you find somebody you love and you want to be working with, you want them to be happy and be doing what they love. I It's like a mini soapbox, but I feel like this episode should be titled something like, if your values aren't the same values that your team feels and shares, then they're not your values. Mm. That's a good one. And like, there's all been instances over this last year where all of us have gone through really tough periods or tough seasons. And instead of going, well, I'm sorry, we have to get these tasks done, blah, 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 blah. You didn't meet your deadline. We have rallied around each other and really encouraged one another. And it's, it just feels not only like a team, but a family. We're very supportive of one another and we want each other to succeed. So it's been such a blessing to have such a safe space because I know from working over the past year that not everyone is. So I'm just really grateful for it. Yeah. I think I have felt so much that from you guys, but also 
a hundred percent. If anybody has ever had any questions or things happening in their lives or their business, we all have stepped up and said, how can we help you? How can we, and usually with you leading that charge, because your heart is so I'm an Enneagram too. So (laughs) I serve past the point of like where I should have stopped a long time ago. I just keep serving. (laughs) So that's my heart is, you know, being there and being a part of this team and being supportive. And I love serving you guys. Y'all are awesome. And if we could speak to that Enneagram too a little bit. And so if if you guys don't know about the Enneagram, stick with us. This isn't a show about the Enneagram, but (laughs) knowing about Enneagram twos, I love, I love every number of Enneagram, but knowing that more about it and then working with you and Michelle, who's also an Enneagram two, something that I really keep in mind is an Enneagram two will say yes to whatever you ask them to do. And so Mm. Before I make an ask of you guys, the conversation in my head, and then hopefully that's communicated to you is here's what I'm thinking. What do you think about trying this? How does this feel to you? Do you have space for it? Because you have to really help in my mind, this part of the team hold their boundaries. And Mm -hmm. I it would be very easy for an entrepreneur, especially somebody who's really busy to, I don't want to say take advantage, but to push that person too far into a burnout. And so I hope that, that you feel that, but also there's been lots of times um, with both you and Michelle, where I think the conversation is you offer something and I say, no, that's too, too much. You're being too generous. Or that's not even what, like, (laughs) it's not even in your job description. So I adore you. I love you for offering. And I'm going to help you hold your boundary here because this Mm -hmm. is, it's too far. Mm -hmm. Yes, that definitely happened um, several times over the year. And it's, I'm thankful because I'm able now, like with my experience to say, I don't like that. (laughs) Whereas in the beginning, I would have never said that. So I think we should say the next person that we then were able to bring on was our darling Michelle. We, for you guys that don't know, I started out podcast pitching. It's been a long time and that service grew and evolved Mostly we do it in team now when we were doing it for clients that we already had, but the landscape had changed so much. And so in order to give the best service to the people we're working with, we wanted to bring in somebody who could add that magic sparkle dust to those pitches. And so we started working with you, Michelle, on a a project basis, and then that's grown and evolved from there. So I want to back up for a second and talk about my niche, which is really working with people who serve others. And I I am a writer, but I kind of am an all, I call myself a content marketer because I do it all. I'm a jack of all trades. I do some ghostwriting. I do blogs. I do articles. I do websites. I do emails. I've, I mean, if you come to me with something, I love writing. That's my, my gift. And it's something that's fun and inspiring to me. And I can do it in a way that's really productive and can kind of propel us forward. And so what I really wanted to do was help people who serve others, because that's, you know, that Enneagram too, again, 
Yes. Take something off their plate. So when I, I feel like I manifested becoming part of this team because that's, I feel like exactly what I do. It's not that you can't do what I do. It's that you're serving in so many other ways. Let me come on board also and just add to that. And I think what's so great about our team is we all support each other's strengths and weaknesses where I'm not so strong, like in the systems area. And I'm like constantly like, Ellen, help. I don't know what's going on in ClickUp. I feel really confident in the writing space and I feel like we work so easily with each other. And when I started, I had that first onboarding call with Ellen. It wasn't even an onboarding call. It was just a kind of a coffee chat to see if we would be a good fit. And I had filled out that questionnaire and I felt so good about who I was going to be working with. And I was so excited. And then Ellen and I think it just felt like we were friends immediately. And you know, when you're having that Zoom conversation and we're having it right now again, where we're all just nodding at each other and it's like, wow, it's when it works and when it fits, it just feels so different. And as a freelancer, this was the first real team that I've been a part of. I've often worked with like marketing departments where I have a point person that I really build a relationship with, or I'm working with solopreneurs one-on-one. But this team has something magical about it because We are all so different. We have such different strengths, but we also come together like a puzzle. And it's been a really great place to grow. And I was a little nervous, especially in the beginning, because I hadn't done the podcast pitching and it was going well. And I was like waiting for the other shoe to drop. I was waiting for the, okay, this is good, but, and I was so afraid to like make a mistake because I'm used to everything riding on my shoulders. And working with you all, it was like, oh, I made this mistake and we were able to just like adjust and keep moving forward. And now look, I've learned something and we're rolling forward on all cylinders and doing even better. And it's something that we didn't even think of before. And so it's been a really great experience, you know, not only to to sharpen my craft as a writer, but to sharpen my skill as an entrepreneur and my desire to work with people. You know, it just... I always walk away from our team meetings with energy. I always am excited about what's next. And when we started working on this podcast, I was like, okay, I just, I'm in my element. This is it. I'm so excited. Yes. Your guys's energy and excitement has definitely helped propel me forward for sure, because this has been a long time coming, but definitely the heartbeat of the business right now. And that it just feels so much fun and so aligned that I can't imagine ever not having it. And it hasn't even launched. It's going to officially launch next week. So you guys will be hearing this episode way later. But I also want to go back and say it's really generous of you to say that, you know, perhaps as a team, we could have done what you did with the copywriting, but it's absolutely false. <laughs> the copywriting that you do for us, whether it was those initial podcast pitches, whether it's the show notes for the podcast, I look at them and I fancy myself to pretend to not be a copywriter, but I, I like it and I see what you do. And I'm like, well, there's a reason why I did not pursue this specialty in the online space because it's absolutely effortless. It just sounds incredible. And 
I'm blown away. Literally every time I open up a document, I'm excited and like, dang, this just, I know I could not do this. It's like that combination of the two things. I love it. And that gives me so much energy to want to do it more because I'm in my element and then I'm working with people and watching you guys just rock in so many ways. And I look up to you all and I know I can call on you when I'm like, what am I doing? What's happening? And the support, it's so hard for me to be willing to make mistakes because I spent so much time, you know, trying to hide the mistakes and put my best face forward. And I feel like immediately when your guard drops, like amazing things can happen. And I think that when you have the right fit, there's nothing like it. Cause you, I work with tons of people and I love what I do, but there are certain groups that I work with. There are certain entrepreneurs I work with. And then this team that it's like, you never want to leave it's home. And once you find that, it's like, how do we bottle that? How do we bottle that and share that with everybody? And of course my dog's barking. (laughs) Hashtag real life. (laughs) (laughs) He's on board. He agrees. Anybody who's been in the online space or just an entrepreneurial space at all uh, knows that there are a lot of high highs and really low lows. There's really hard days. And especially once you start working with a certain level of client, at least in the OBM space, some clients can just chew you up and spit you out. It's just the nature of the thing is, is finding those right fits for all of us. But if this team isn't a safe place to come to, then like, what's the point of what we're even doing in my opinion? I think it's really important to find your tribe, whether you're working in a team like this or whether you are a solopreneur who just is like, Hey, I'm in this space and I need other people who are like-minded who can help guide me. People who've been there, people who are going through the same things or people who have a completely different perspective and can kind of help me shift the way I look at things. When you can make those connections, it makes all the difference. And sometimes in this freelance space, it can be really isolating. And it's not always natural to like reach out. And sometimes it feels like a job to network and and make those connections. But when it's right, it like opens up a whole world. And it's just a sense of relief and a sense of, okay, I belong here. I'm on the right path. And it, it becomes something you couldn't have envisioned and you could never have done it yourself. Yeah. I love and that's that. why I love, you know, working with people who are service oriented because it's about people and mm-hmm. it's not about the job that we do. The, the talents yeah. that I have lend itself to serving, which is what it really is about at the end of the day. And I think, oh, I think I know Kim is on the same page. She's a, she's a two like me, but I feel that from, from all of us and we all just work so symbiotically. It's, it's really been a great experience. Very, very, I'm so excited to see what's next. I a hundred percent, I am too. And I wonder if we should say, like, I should ask the question (laughs) because I don't want people to come away thinking like, this isn't realistic or this is too kumbaya. Are there, this could be for anybody. Are there times when you're really annoyed with me or it's just like, (laughs) Things have gone really poorly and you're like, what in the heck are you doing? Like, let's, I mean, we could air dirty laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna come on and I'm gonna say it. When you started talking about launching a podcast, I was like, no, <laughs> I hated it. I was like, I forgot that too many things. <laughs> yeah, but like later, like later down the line, yeah. and then like literally a few days later, she's like, so I've been doing some planning for the podcast, <laughs> and I was like, all right, here we go. I will course, never forget Ellen's facial expressions in that team meeting when you were talking about it. And she, it looked like in her mind, she was going, not one more thing, Julie. <laughs> and then a few weeks later, you're like, oh, yeah. So for this season, I was thinking, and Ellen's like, what the heck? <laughs> and Kim and I are like, yes, let's do all the things. We can do <laughs> Because we're the masters of putting too much on our own. Yes. And I was so excited about this podcast that I helped write the intro song. <laughs> That's how bored I was. So yes. you're welcome. <laughs> yes. That that amazing like intro rap. That is like a, a collaboration between Kim and our artist was just, it was magic waiting to happen. I totally forgot. But we, I mean, to be fair, that was like in quarter one the end of quarter one. And I did say, okay, yeah, you're right. And now it's quarter four, like we're launching in quarter four. So we did like put a pin in it and get some other things going out of the way. But I think for the first, like every time I would get really excited and plan something, I'd be like, okay, here's this. Sorry, Ellen. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I love podcasts. I'm really excited about it. And you know what? I haven't had one ounce of anything to do with this podcast. Um, Not because I didn't want to just situations, circumstances didn't allow for it. And so none of this podcast is me. It's everybody else on this team. So (laughs) But it's also really important because you've always been such a great balance for me that I need that person because you can't, any business owner, we can't just go in 5,000 different directions. And I needed that like, okay, yes. And (laughs) when does it make sense to actually do this? And sometimes, especially if you're transitioning out of a difficult circumstance or, you know, a challenging time in your business, you just want to pursue the thing that sounds really exciting and fresh and new. And it's just like being a grown up. You have to like figure out what else is going on and figure out when it actually makes sense to put it in. And so we did, we listened and, and we all survived. (laughs) (laughs) We did. (laughs) So I think it would be really fun to go around as sort of like parting thoughts for the audience. So Michelle, I wonder if we could share a little bit, each of us about what advice you would give to people about working on a team and or finding the right fit team for you. I think for me, it's so much more about that connection that you have than the work that you're doing. I feel like the the work is secondary. I think we're really aware of our gifts. We're aware of our natural talents. But if you're not jiving with the person, if you're not connecting on a real level, and especially doing something like I do where I write for people and I kind of take on that persona, I really have to buy into it. Like I really need to to believe in the people that I'm working with. And if it's if it's not authentic, then it not only doesn't feel good, but the work's not going to be good. So that authentic connection came first. 
And so, you know, how Kim was talking about how you connected over the books when I was, you know, talking to Ellen and it was just so smooth and easy. And then I was excited to meet the rest of the team. And I came in a little bit, I don't want to say holding back, but I, I'm overly social sometimes. And I really am, am fully forward. And it was so nice to be able to kind of drop that professional, you know, persona and just be myself and say, Hey, we all really connect, understand each other. And that made any kind of issue that came up, any kind of block that came in our way was really easy to navigate because we had that authentic connection first. Yeah. I think that's, it's so true. Yeah. I was definitely holding back in the beginning just because that's what you do when you're working with a new client and there was no need for it because we had that. It was, this is, this is for real. This group is for real. We're all our authentic selves. And I think that's why we work so well together. Yeah. I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for letting me be open to it and experience it. Yeah, absolutely. Ellen, first of all, we know everybody's Enneagram number, but yours. So if you could share your Enneagram number and then let us know what thoughts you have and what advice you have about people working on a team and or finding that amazing right fit team for them. Yeah. So if you listened carefully, you may be able to figure out to the rest of the episode, but I'm definitely an Enneagram one, the perfectionist or the improver, if you want to choose the nicer term of the two. So that's why I'm like, you know, I want all the instructions that are all done perfectly and like the laid out plans and everything. So why I'm often, you know, like holding back, like, wait, 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 we can't do this thing yet because we don't know how to do it in the best way possible. (laughs) We have to research and I don't know, do all these things. So, which, you know, again, like you mentioned, Julie, the balance of, you know, the visionary pulling and saying like, no, let's start, you know, we'll figure it out as we go has been really good for me. (laughs) So that's my Enneagram. And I think my advice is, is pretty widely applicable, but especially kind of in the context of this, like season one, as you're like, you were talking about all the different roles in the online space. And then here talking about, you know, how people come together on teams to work together. My advice is just, it's, it's very Enneagram one advice. It's okay to take your time to figure it out. It really is to figure out what you like, what you don't like, what you're good at, what, who who you like to work with, like to find that authentic connection that Michelle was talking about, find your people. It's okay. If it takes time. Okay. If there's setbacks, we have vaguely alluded to it, but I I had some major setbacks this year um, in my business and just in my life. And I just had to take all my plans and just put them aside. And Mm -hmm. And, and, it, and it changed actually the direction of my business. And that's okay. It's okay to take time and to do things the slow way. You don't have to go lightning speed in the online space, or you can if you want to, but you don't have to. And I think it can feel that way a lot sometimes. Like you have to, you know, just shoot to five, six figures, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, and you don't have to. If it's not right for you, it's not right for you. And that's okay. Yeah. So that is, that, so that is my little my pedestal, my, my soapbox. <laughs> yeah. I've also alluded to this before, but I think the reason why our relationship works so well is that we don't butt heads. It's like we accept who the other person is. And so I yeah. know you bring so many amazing gifts 
being an Enneagram one or having like these, you know, the personality with the the perfectionism that goes slow. It's a great balance. And I think sometimes people, they either push against each other too much or they, I think you can feel like you're being held back or like, you know, someone's just being Enneagram ones can seem very like negative Nancy all the time (laughs) because they're like, no, it's not going to work. Or, you know, it feels very resisting. Yeah. And the alternative, you could be very annoyed with a visionary who's like, I want to do this and I want to do that and do this. And so I think because we've both been able to keep a really open mind and I can speak for myself when I say an appreciation for your gifts, that that relationship has worked where I think sometimes if people lose sight of that, then they start pushing against each other. And that's not in the greatest good for the individuals or the business. All right. So Kim, what do you think about what makes an amazing team and what advice would you give to people about finding that? What makes an amazing team is people who are willing to give each other a lot of grace. And so what I'm saying by that is, you know, we're all work from home moms. So I don't necessarily know if I would jive on a team with all like, you know, super professional males that do not have kids because they obviously would not understand my life and my journey and the way I make decisions and my thought processes and all this stuff. So a good team for me is one that is willing to give each other a lot of grace and is giving the team members give more than they take. So I'm saying that because when I started out on this team, I was a month into my business. I was still learning how to do everything. You know, I had bought a course and I had all this amazing community that I was a part of, but it was still me laying all the groundwork and doing all the things. So I was able to come onto this team and learn as I go. And I was given so much grace with that. And then as Michelle came in, you know, she, we have given her the grace to be herself and to feel comfortable and to feel safe with us. So I think being on a team where you can be your true authentic self and be gracious and serving is extremely important to me. And it has helped me to learn exactly who I want to work with and who I don't want to work with as far as that goes. And that's okay that there are people out there that, you know, want strict professionalism and have strict deadlines. And that's, that's them. And that's their business. And I, I give them nothing but respect and love. But for me, I meet the deadlines, but you know, you are gracious to me if I have, if my child is sick and I have to say, Hey, I'm going to, I know this project is due Wednesday. I'm going to turn in Thursday morning because I'm at the doctor this evening, or you are good for allowing me a moment or two if I'm overwhelmed with something. So it's just giving each other a grace in that space. And it's really important to me. And that's taught me who my, a part of who my ideal client is and who is not my ideal client. And for anyone starting out, I think my major piece of advice would be to follow your instincts because in the beginning, I, and I still do to this day, struggle with confidence. That's just, you know, a a hill I climb, a mountain I climb every day. Imposter syndrome is real. But follow your instincts. Be confident enough. You don't have to take on every client and every job. If your gut, if your instinct is telling you this might not be a good fit because I have turned down clients where I needed those funds because I knew in the long run 
this is not going to be my jam. This is not going to bring me joy. This is not going to bring them joy. We're just not a good fit. So follow your instincts and follow your gut and be confident enough in yourself to know, I don't know why this isn't a good fit yet, but I'm going to follow my instinct and just roll with it. And um, that would be my number one piece of advice because that would have saved me a lot of trouble in the long run had I did that. And I've I've recently had to do that and I'm so glad I did. So just know that every skill you've ever learned, there's, you know, even though you feel like, well, I don't have a marketing degree or I don't have a degree in web design or graphic design. There is nothing that you can't learn. That's, that's something I've said on this team all the time. No, I don't know how to do it, but I'll figure it out. There's nothing that you can't learn. Follow your instincts and you will meet your people. Just be authentic. I am a Southern sassy spaz. (laughs) That's just who I am. I'm a book nerd. I love coffee. I'm a little on the chubby side and I just love myself. And I am not going to water myself down for any other team. This is just who I am. And if I don't fit it, then that is completely okay. I know that there are people out there that will. So a long winded answer, (laughs) but be confident, follow your instincts and just know that you're going to find your people. You're going to find your people. Absolutely. And you said it so well that, you know, somebody might be listening to this and think, you know, that's great, but this isn't the team that I would want or the team that I would have built. And that's, that's the whole point is that we're telling you, if you show up authentically as who you are, you know, your values, you're going to attract those team members and you're going to find those team members that are a fit for you. Like I've built the team that's a fit for, for us. And, you Mm -hmm. know, that's going to look different for every business and that's completely okay, but you can't get there by not really acknowledging what works for you, what doesn't and who you want to work with all that stuff. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, as someone who I grew up in a town with three stoplights, you know, it's very small community. We have one grocery store. I'm honestly not used to making friends anymore because pretty much the people that I know have known me since the womb. So like, having to reach out and really be present on social media and form those connections was really uncomfortable for me. And to be honest, even though I'm a social media manager and a Pinterest manager, like putting posting about myself still to this day, I have to like stop myself and go, what is authentic? Just be your authentic self. Don't try to fit someone else's mold. And I know that I am not everyone's cup of tea and that's okay. That's okay. I like coffee anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I'm sure that the uh, the listeners can tell, but this, we could just, we could hang out. We could talk someday. We'll all hopefully meet in person and just be able yes. to do more of this. Cause we've never, even with this, um, this group and how long we've worked together, just real life. We're, we're moms. We have families. We have a pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> All those things have prevented us from to this point meeting in person, but I swear mm-hmm. everything that Michelle and Kim tell me about the South, like I feel like oh I was gosh. lived there in another life and I was just mm-hmm. transplanted to this cold frozen tundra, but like my, <laughs> my soul belongs in Georgia. You and Ellen are going to come to Georgia, me and Michelle, we're going to meet in the middle somewhere and we are going to find the best 
food in gas stations. Because I'm telling you where I'm from, the best food <laughs> is located in the gas stations. And we're going to have lunch and it's going to be amazing. I'm amazing. There. Like, can I come tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Bring shorts, though, because it's like 91 degrees today. <laughs> yeah. I don't even think I have. Yeah. Georgia doesn't have seasons. It's no. a thousand degrees or it's 50 degrees. Exactly. Mm. Well, you can come here and get like a fall, bring lots of layers, and then we'll shed the layers and go south like the birds. Amen. Yes. Well, I am going to have in the show notes how anybody can reach out to you guys. Um, they can follow you on social media. They can inquire about services. Anything that we talked about, Michelle and I will will make sure that all those things are included there for you. And we just thank you so much for sharing with us. And really just, it feels like we were able to open the door and give everybody a little insight into the behind the scenes of how this works. And, and who knows in season two, where we talk about planning and what online business looks like and the flow of it. Uh, maybe we can open up one of our, you know, our quarterly meetings or something that people are interested in and see how that looks. I would love that. And they'll get to hear all the, the secret uh, upcoming projects before they happen. So. Yes. Yes. All right. Well, I love you guys. Thank you. And I'll see you in the next team meeting. Thanks right. for pulling me out of my comfort zone, Julie. You did so day. good, Michelle. My you first so podcast. Good. Maybe not my last. I'll never say never now. Because I up until now I said I will never do a podcast. <laughs> and here You're you are. natural. Here I am. <laughs> Hello, world. <laughs> <laughs> You're a natural. Have a great one, everybody. All right. Bye guys. Bye. Oh man, you guys, that episode got me right in the feels. I just love those gals so much. And I would love it if you'd reach out to them. This was everybody's first podcast that they've been on. And so if you had any takeaways or you loved a certain part, I know it would mean a lot to them if you reached out to them on social media and just let them know. Everybody's links are going to be in the show note and the description, including links to their website, social media pages, services, And I thank you so much for joining us today. We will see you on another episode of the show. 